Welcome. Hi. Merry Christmas. Happy yeah. holidays. All that happy horse. Yes. Shit. We're doing a holiday episode, and I'm really excited about it. Yes, you've made it to Tough Shit, podcast that puts your first world problems into perspective. That's right. We're your hosts. I'm not Christopher. I'm Corey. No, and he's not. I'm Chris. I'm Corey. And let's see. So this is technically episode four. four? I think, yes. I mean, four, chronologically. Not counting... Soft served. Yeah, yeah, not counting soft served. Yeah, our excuse to have more time to work on the regular ones. (laughs) So, if this is episode four, then we only have to do four more? Yeah. And we're done? Sure. Then that's it? Yeah, because Corey said, I think I mentioned this last time, that the average for people who start podcasts is seven episodes. So, if we make it to eight, that's it. From what I gather. Stardom, done. The only done. person that will be disappointed is that guy from Singapore. Uh, your Maybe best that... friend from Singapore. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, also, we have an Instagram. It's TS Podcast Official if you'd like to check us out there. And we occasionally post things, but that's well, Corey it. occasionally posts things. Yes. So, anyway, we're talking like, about... Like you said, today's episode is Christmas. It is Christmas. Well, technically, it's well, just it's it's the month December. Of December. It's just so. holidays. Yes. But... Obviously, we don't really know anything about anything other than Christmas. <laughs> so instead of taking this as an opportunity yeah. to educate ourselves on something outside of this one holiday that we know anything about, we both seems like we're both doing Christmas stories today. Uh, yes, I believe so. Uh, and when you stop and think about Christmas in the whole first world problem aspect, uh, you know, it's supposed to be a time of family and friendship and giving, but... It seems like a lot of people put way more stress on themselves around Christmas and the holidays and all that than there really needs to be. There's, you know, uh, excessive expectations, you know, bad gifts, too much drinking, uh, you know, decoration disasters, all the bullshit that goes along with, uh, you know, fighting with family. That's a huge one. Uh, all that stuff. So those are some of the problems that people let themselves get uh too bothered with and yeah i've been getting all yeah i'd I'd say move that away from oh uh... okay i just opened the (laughs) seltzer water and i set it right next to our recorder that Corey and i could barely afford so let's set this somewhere else yeah let's put on on top of that printer okay you can't knock that over well i shouldn't say that. i can do it so yes i'm having a seltzer water and tea at the same time you're gonna piss your pants oh boy (laughs) um do you have any personal stories from any complaints or any problems? I didn't with even Christmas? think about that. Really? I forgot that that's the thing we do on this podcast. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah. I've been Christmas shopping all week. Yeah. Have Have awful. you been upset during it? Yeah. See? Yep. Right there. It doesn't even make any sense. No. I'm shopping on the internet. Like, that's it. It's so You're getting easy. stressed out online. <laughs> I was saying this at work the other day. Like... <laughs> I can remember the shopping you, cart button was not big enough. Remember, you used to have to drive to, like, well, in our case, you used to drive, like, drive to Buffalo to go shopping yeah, for presents. Or Buffalo and it was or, just, yeah. like, blow your fucking brains out, people everywhere, and just awful. Yep. And the advent of the internet and shopping online was just the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. Like, it was so, it's so stress-free. And now, like, we get acclimated to anything. Now that's awful. I don't like it. I just stare at the screen and it pisses me <laughs> off. There's, it's so simple, and it's not like I get distracted while I'm shopping. Yeah, I'll take a break and watch, I don't know, 
video games. Oh boy, I watched a um, a speed run the other day of a video game I'm playing. Ghost Rider. I know this is getting off subject. Uh, yeah, this is Christmas time. Oh man. Yeah. Well, because I was I took a break from shopping. Yep. I watched this kid. We're talking video games. His cock's out. Fuck speed runners. <laughs> I don't. Oh, this kid. I think if you're going to be a speedrunner, because uh-huh. I love video games. I'm not very good at them. Yeah. But I think if you're going to be a speedrunner, you should have to uh, work a 50-hour week and do house chores, laundry, all that, <laughs> and then do it tired because these kids are just too good because they don't do anything else. Uh, That's I, it. Are you done? Yeah, did, done? Did that upset you? That was your Christmas That's rant. my Christmas story. <laughs> That's why I'm so upset. Do you have anything that's I actually do. relevant? I do. When I was eight, I remember. It, I think I was eight or nine. I, it was somewhere in there. The one year at Christmas time, I got lame gifts, and I was bummed out. And the reason I got lame gifts is because I forgot to make a list for Christmas. So, you know, my parents did the best guessing what I would want, and I was a typical kid, you know, ungrateful little shit. You know, and I, I didn't throw a fit or anything like that, I don't think. And I just remember being like, these are kind of lame. And uh, so thinking of that, well, like, now it's like, who the fuck cares? But um, and another story is uh, the Christmas parties for the company I work for. Oh, my God. Those were fun. Yeah. Oh, I got to lean yeah. forward. Yeah. You need to talk to the mic. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. They used to get like drunken bashes awesome time and i remember one year in particular mind you it's a bunch of like rugged construction dudes and other than you other than you and you yeah you and me so uh (laughs) the one year like there's one dude who decided to pick fights with like everyone who walked in that night and i remember like watching my dad and a bunch of people at work like rolling around on the floor trying to break up fights and it's like hey merry christmas <laughs> it's too well, much but- alcohol and you know people getting mouthy and everything else so but that seems like you always Didn't hear you about a, the- a christmas party thing can you get hit in the head with a beer bottle uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we won't talk about okay. that all right <laughs> self-induced so actually uh um, that's actually pretty close to my subject, kind of. Really? Yes. Hmm. Getting fucked up so, in public. Worldwide, <clears throat> 2.5 to 3.5 billion people celebrate Christmas in some form throughout so the world. half the population of the world? Uh, roughly, More yes, seven, seven million or 7 billion or so, I think, is okay. the population. Uh, and in the U.S., a Gallup poll puts 93% of Americans celebrating Christmas. And... You know, no you shit. Yeah, you can. But you think about that, though. It's it's not everyone celebrating like Christianity, Jesus born Christmas. It's mostly people having the tree and Santa Claus, uh, Santa Claus presents, all the shit that goes along with it in that regard, which it's still Christmas. But um, but either way, 93 percent say they celebrate Christmas. And that's quite a lot of people. Um, So, yeah, that's pretty much the. That's whole... it. That's Christmas. We covered it. How far into this are we? Uh, are we done? Know. Look at the thing. How many minutes? This is no. The shortest episode yet. No, we need to tell some stories. Okay. I want you to tell your story first. Good. Okay. Because <laughs> I got to do it. I've only rehearsed this once, so I'm probably going to stumble over it. That's but... okay. I won't. I'll be sure not to pick it apart or make fun of you if you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually titled it. Let's hear it. It's called 
I'm dreaming of a purge Christmas. Ooh. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> Let's do it. This was super interesting. I had a ton of fun reading about this, and I left out almost all of it. I'm taking, I mean. I know what you mean. Years of research from some of these guys uh -huh. that I've like read in the last couple of weeks and trying to boil it down to an idiotic 10 minutes. So It's tough. But <clears throat> here we go. So. In 1659, Christmas was made illegal in Massachusetts, and it remained illegal for 22 years. Ooh. I know. So, okay. Now, I know we've all got it pretty tough right now around the winter season. What with having to greet each other with a weak and castrated Happy Holidays instead of a hearty and American Merry Christmas. Or, of course, let's not forget the grading experience that is having to scrounge out that extra couple dollars for the Salvation Army bucket. Well, that sneering old woman rings her bell in her snowflake sweater and mittens as she shivers and glares hungrily at your wallet. It's too much. <laughs> wow. The Salvation Army. Okay. I gave $5 to them yesterday. Oh, that's good. Yep. Good on you. Anyway. Um, it's too much. So... Best to get home as quickly as you can. Back to the warm embrace of Amazon and Zappos and Overstock and Etsy. Now imagine wishing that same beggar woman a Merry Christmas, only to turn around and find that guy from the Quaker Oats cereal box looming over you, open hand, waiting expectantly. What's he waiting for? He's waiting for you to fork over the $8,000 fine you are now charged with for Whoa. paying... Yep. <laughs> for uh, publicly celebrating Christmas. Damn. Okay, well, actually, so it would have been, in 1659, it would have been five shillings. But today's equivalent is $8,000. Um, yeah, it's when you start looking into uh, inflation. It's nuts. It's in, it's wild. I don't even know what a shilling is. Mm. Reading some of this, I kept thinking they were talking about euros, but I think that's a newer. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, th I don't know. I think a shilling, I think, was like a buck, but it was silver. I don't know. That's that's English. That's, we can look it up afterward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, today's equipment was eight about... Eight It was eight grand. Damn. And I say the Quaker Oats man because this particular humbug is a Puritan. And I picture all Puritans looking like the Quaker Oats man. What's a Puritan, you ask? Uh, Are you asking? I, I'm not. Ask I, me I, what a Puritan is. Christopher, what is a Puritan? A fucking bummer, that's what. I Yes. <laughs> that I have learned this, that. That... Okay, so uh, journalist H.L. Mencken put it best. Puritanism. This is a quote. Puritanism. Uh, the haunting fear that someone somewhere may be happy. Which about sums it up. <laughs> really? Yep. Um, from what I can tell, Puritans weren't a fun bunch. They actually banned Christmas in England about 12 years before the law caught on with their brethren in Massachusetts. The Puritans... Across the pond. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Hey, let's let's offend every English, all four of our English listeners. Nobody's listening from England. <laughs> Germany. Oh, yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. So they banned Christmas in England about 12 years uh, before it caught on in Massachusetts. And uh, the Puritans across the pond in the 17th century were disappointed with the reformation of the English church. Not thinking that it went far enough, and clergymen were still having way too good a time. So... Being the party poopers that they were, the Puritans overthrew the English monarchy, had King Charles I's head cut off with an axe, then promptly banned Christmas. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice bunch of fellas oh, there. Oh, yeah. Yikes. Fellow Puritans throughout the great empire celebrated by drowning sacks of puppies and never masturbating again. 
Oh, That's God. a fact. Um, now, at the time, Puritans were no rare sight in the New World, particularly in New England, and especially so in Massachusetts. <clears throat> so it was only a matter of time before those in charge around Boston had to shit on everybody's good time and make Christmas a punishable offense in the colonies as well. And so it went. From the years 1659 to 1681, Christmas was illegal. And if you were caught celebrating, it meant a fine of five shillings and no smiling for a year. So. Really? What? No smiling? No, I threw that in there. I... Half of this is probably wrong. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, <clears throat> what was it exactly that so offended these 17th century squares that they felt the need to outlaw a holiday that, in reality, wasn't really even that widely celebrated? At least not celebrated like it is today. Yeah, I'll... at the time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's very a far different. cry. Yeah. Yes. That's a... <clears throat> but I'll tell you why. It's because Christmas used to be fucking awesome that's why okay not the neutered puppy of an online shop fest that it is today it was a goddamn month-long party it was like oktoberfest with with more cross-dressing and probably the same amount of public sex Dep <laughs> <laughs> seriously <laughs> depending on where you lived december could be a month-long rum-fueled master class in debauchery public drunkenness and breaking and entering yeah. yeah yeah christmas was pretty much the purge no but shit. for a whole month. Yep. So, no. I Yeah, doing a little research before we kicked into this, like some of the Yule celebrations looking into. Awesome. awesome. Yes. Fucking awesome. Just gnarly. Yep. Like the Norse were into things like that, like like all across if it, Europe. Yeah. If it weren't for Germanic. the risk, a lot of like what I covered actually is seems to come from yeah. Norse traditions uh -huh. that work their way down. and yeah. yeah. It's pretty wild. So, obviously, Puritans weren't big fans. They were. <laughs> no. No, they were. Fuck your fun. They were not happy. <laughs> which is, so, Puritans weren't a big fan of Christmas being celebrated. Okay. Um, which is a strange thing to say. Christians not wanting to celebrate Christmas just doesn't sound right to us now. Pretty much what my takeaway from reading about this was that Puritans at the time fell into a couple of camps. The Congregationalists and the Presbyterians. Mm -hmm. But either way, they were fundamentalists. And actually, their logic kind of makes sense. These guys figured that since nowhere in the Bible was it actually stated on what day Christ was born, ah. then it was a little silly and presumptuous to assume that he was born on the 25th of December, or in December at all, citing that there was very little chance that the shepherds in the story of the nativity would really be out in the fields with a herd of sheep in the middle of winter. That, and nowhere in the Bible was it stated that the birth of Christ was to be celebrated as a holiday at all. Some New England businesses even had employees start their work days early on and around Christmas to prevent any unsanctioned celebration, and failure to show up would mean they'd lose their jobs. Damn. Yeah. Oh, they were serious. But it wasn't just Puritans' fundamentalist interpretations of the Bible that fueled their disdain for Christmas. It was their disdain for the whole atmosphere of December in general. This may come as a shock to some, but Christmas is not the sole winter holiday. In fact, the way Christmas has been celebrated over the centuries has changed drastically. But in, it was always and still is essentially a mishmash of a bunch of different traditions and beliefs. Yeah. That's... Some are Christian, some are pagan, and some just come from too much rum. <laughs> There's a so, lot of rum that's in like your, uh It's like your family reunions then. That's pretty much your what Christmas how Gin. Oh, oh, sorry. Gin drinkers. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got class. Oh, yeah. yeah. Break out the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, 
What makes the winter season such a holiday hotspot is really just practicality. Here it is in a nutshell. A long, long time ago, people actually had to work outside to provide for their families. Wait, what? Yes. Listen and you'll learn something. (laughs) A lot of that work involved farming, which was a profession that very much depended on the ebb and flow of the seasons. By the time December rolled around, this year's harvest, the year's harvest was in, and it was time to slaughter the animals and prepare for winter. This being done, there wasn't a whole lot of work, comparatively, to be done until the early the following year. Oh, and conveniently, this was about the time of year when the beer and wine were finally ready for consumption. Yep. Oh, yeah. So let's add this up. You got a whole bunch of hardworking men and women who haven't had a day off in almost a year. You've got an ocean of ready beer, wine, and rum. And you got a pile of meat that needs cooked and eaten before it goes bad. And you've got pretty much a month off from work. So these folks were ready to get fucked up. <laughs> I'm going to get gin and meat drunk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For a month. No wonder they only lived to 30. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, I'll give you. It's, uh, it's probably a little more complicated than that. But it's certainly a recipe for a pretty wild time. So let's unpack what it was about the Christmas season that was so offensive it could wind you up in front of a judge. Gift-giving, caroling, and charity are all synonymous with the holidays today. But they all have roots in some very practical and sometimes less wholesome traditions. And I don't know if I'm going to pronounce these correctly. I'm going to try. I'll be sure to not critique. Oh, God. If we had anybody listening, they'd probably tell us on Instagram. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Wassailing and mummery have been practiced for hundreds of years. Wassailing can be looked at as a crude predecessor to caroling, and mummery was kind of like the equivalent of a poor man's drag show kicking in your front door, putting on an unwanted play in your living room, and drinking all of your booze while you make them dinner, then have to pay them to leave. That is your family reunion right Yes, there. yeah, <laughs> that about covers it. <laughs> So it was pretty much these two practices that mm-hmm. made Christmas so fucking cool and oh, so illegal. Oh. Ooh. So where did these traditions come from? And why were they tolerated for so long? Like today, and like the world has been for thousands of years, society in 17th century England and New England was divided by classes. The vast majority of people were poor or at least very close to it. Wassailing and mummery are parts of a hundred, hundreds years old tradition of class role reversals that everyone anticipated each holiday season. The rich and well-to-do tolerated what were essentially month-long street carnivals because they acted kind of like a pressure release relief valve for the working class. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, yeah it makes sense. Why, it why keeps not? Have a good chill. time. Yep. yep. <clears throat> Cut loose. They had a few weeks to blow off steam of, instead of civil unrest throughout the entirety of the year. The whole year. Yep. Everyone's miserable. Yep. Yeah. But um, it's what this unofficial social contract bef- between the rich and the poor allowed the less well-to-do to get away with that makes things interesting. Okay. I'm not a fucking historian. So I'm going to... You're, you're doing good. I'm going to... You're, you're going great. Kind of group wassailers and mummers in together, mm-hmm. at least in the interest of time. So picture this. Groups, or even gangs of men, and sometimes women, pissed drunk on rum, wandering the streets wearing dresses and masks, reciting body poetry, pounding on the doors of the upper crust, or sometimes even barging right inside. Ooh. Yeah. Once inside, these rank hobo-looking trick-or-treaters were not only tolerated, 
They were fed whatever they wanted and given only the choicest liquor. If these revelers were denied entry, then shit got nasty. Imagine <laughs> imagine denying a band of trick-or-treaters only to have them smash in all your windows with rocks, and you'll have a pretty good idea of the consequences of not allowing these masked merrymakers into your home. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were serious. Yeah. Yeah. Now, tradi- like, there was, there was protocol. Okay. There were, you know, traditions that needed to be kind of held for this to work. Yeah. Um, now, tradition held that these unwanted guests would sometimes recite a wassail, which is like a carol. Yeah. And it's also a drink with nutmeg in it. Oh. Yeah. Um, so they would sometimes recite a wassail at their victim's door before being let inside. A wassail is pretty much a Christmas carol with a not-so-subtle thread of violence within. I've gathered a couple of fun ones I'll recite for you now. We but, should... Uh, we should go do these. Oh, fuck yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, I've got a treat for you. I wrote one for you. Oh, for me? Uh, yeah, I did. Um, oh, I can't wait. I can't sing do... at the streets of our town. I can't do a Boston accent. Can you? Best in heavy. Don't you just have to say fack? Fack. Fack. I don't know. All right. Well, I'm sure we offended our one listener from Boston. Oh, my cousin, I think, lives there? Yeah. It's... Okay. Yeah. So, so would we... she, can, she can tell me how bad oh. we're doing. Oh, she actually listens. I think, maybe. She won't now. Thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to try one line with a Boston accent. If it doesn't work, I'll just do it normal, okay? Okay. Oh, fuck it. All right. (laughs) That was was it. That's my attempt. That's lighting the fuse of the firework and it going. (laughs) (laughs) But this is real. This is this we've, is a legit one. Yep. We've come here to claim our right, and if you don't open the door, we will lay you flat upon the floor. Oh. They would actually say that to people and then fucking go All into right. their houses. Yeah. Knock oh, yeah. them out. <laughs> give, give me your booze or I'm punching you in the dick. Speaking of booze, so for this next one, just know <clears throat> that um, small is a weak beer. Okay. And that bowl is a fucking bowl. They used to drink beer out of a bowl. Damn. Yeah. Like soup bowls of beer. Mm-hmm. So- Come, butler, draw us a bowl of the best. Then we hope your soul in heaven shall rest. But if you draw us a bowl of the small, then down will come butler, bowl and all. Because they were supposed <laughs> right. to like get the, the best beer and liquor and all that. Yeah. So, a particularly troublesome band of wassailers in Boston in the late 18th century called themselves the Antics. For about 30 years, the Antics wreaked Christmas havoc on respectable Bostonians by breaking into their homes often during dinner, and supplanting themselves at the table with a terrified family. They were often adorned in costumes and masks, and, after demanding food and drink, would perform drunken mummers plays <laughs> until their literally captive audience paid the gang to leave. <laughs> Seriously. Wow. This uh, is great. Oh, yeah. There were so many bands of antics that sometimes after paying one group to leave their homes, the family would then be assaulted by another waiting outside for their turn. <laughs> a revolving Seriously. door of Christmas cheer. Yep. Uh, okay. So sometimes these Christmas time revelries got so out of hand that they turned into citywide riots. Holiday, oh, yeah. Holiday cheer and rivers of beer would turn into fights, fires, and looting. One particular riot in New York City in either 1828 or 1829, I'm not sure which, I've read both, um, spanned several neighborhoods and got so out of hand that it is often credited as being the reason that New York founded its first police department. Wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, as awesome as all this may sound, it wasn't meant to last. 
Eventually, Christmas celebrations started to calm down. Even some 17th century Puritans started to lighten up, and not to mention lose some of their influence, and the ban on Christmas in Massachusetts was lifted. Over the next couple hundred years, Christmas slowly turned into some semblance of what we see today. Terrifying wassailers turned into annoying carolers. Uh, and home-invading mummers turned into your uncle drunk on eggnog screaming about politics in the living room. <laughs> Maybe the closest thing we'll ever get now to a Christmas riot is Black Friday at a Walmart. But we can keep some of these traditions alive if we choose. Which I think you and I should. Yeah, let's get this. Let's let's start this back Fuck up. Yeah, man. Yep. All right. I'll, I'll leave you with a wassail that I have every intention of making good on this Christmas. This is for you. Okay, let's hear it. Merry Christmas, Corey. I'm at your door disguised and smelly. Lift up your shirt and show me your belly. I'm here for your beer, so don't be fickle or I'll kick down your door and I'll give you a tickle. I'm just gonna let you that, like that. I'm gonna let that happen. I'm tickle you as soon as we're done with this. <laughs> I'll show you my belly. I thought you were gonna say tickle my pickle. That would have been even better. This is fam. My parents oh, yeah. listen to this. Yep. Yeah, fucking animal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's that is not it. Uh, I left so much stuff out. I bet riots alone. Mm-hmm. If okay, so after like look this up afterward um the eggnog, I, I am gonna, yeah this, the eggnog this is riot in west point oh no shit. just awesome the eggnog yep. riot oh there's just there's tons of them i've left so much stuff out but that's that's the general gist of it so like and they it sounds a lot more shocking than it is like christmas being illegal yeah and it was it was illegal in massachusetts like legit i i but there's not like any records of. They never killed anybody. They never hung anybody oh, or put them in jail. They it was just, more of they kind just of a fine. It was pretty much like a money maker. Yep. Yeah, because yeah. they knew people were gonna do it anyway. So exactly <clears throat> like most modern laws. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, that's wassailing and mummery. That's awesome. In ten minutes. That's all of it. That's pretty cool. I mean, that sounds like a massive pain in the ass if people kicked in your door. Demanded your best food and booze, and you could you, and you had to pay it. them to leave. Yep. Like but I, that I, was just the the. I found a a letter, um, like a letter to the editor from this paper in Boston about the antics. Mm-hmm. People writing to the editor, requesting that the police do something about <laughs> this, and the chief of police writing back as a letter to the editor, telling them, just pay them and they'll go. Wow. Because they knew it, it was that bad. Oh, yeah, it was that bad. But they oh, knew, shit. like, if they, like, let's just, let's let them go bananas for a few weeks, once a year, and otherwise. Blow off steam. and Yep. And yeah. then they'll do everything we don't want to do for the rest of the year. Yeah. Understandable. Okay. That was good. I that, I learned something. Good. It was interesting. It's <clears throat> fun to learn stuff. It is. I, I will say, I have, uh, I have been learning stuff. Although sometimes it kind of sucks. We watched a documentary on avocados the other day. Yeah, I bet that was every... captivating. Well, it was. Now every time I have an avocado, I think about uh, drug cartels <laughs> and drought. So I just feel bad about it. The one food you're supposed to feel good about eating. You know what I mean? It's a superfood. It's a superfood. It's super depressing. good fats. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. No, that was good. That was some nice. Uh, well, it wasn't nice, but that was. Uh, oh, I just. It just sounds like so it's much. Interesting. Fun. That would have been awesome. All right. <laughs> uh, so, would you like to hear about my tale? Fuck yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so I'm gonna start off with a little bit of a disclaimer. 
if you are listening to this and you have a child in earshot, make sure they're not in earshot. Because <clears throat> <'Cause laughs> you think there's still a kid listening to it now? Well, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah really. Yeah, your eight-year-old who was sitting around uh, was like, hey, this is a really good show, Mom. A dad somewhere hears public sex on a podcast. <laughs> He's just like, Andy, come in here. <laughs> Put the Legos down. Uh, so, yes, don't let your children listen to this story. And it's not for the the craziness of it. It's the subject matter. I'm really excited about whatever and this is. Like I told you before, um, how they have not made a movie about this blows my mind. I'll, we can talk about it at the end, but there's one movie that comes to mind that drew inspiration. But we'll uh, we'll get there when we uh, get there. So, <clears throat> what a magical time of year, Christmas. There is usually a chill in the air. People are excited to get a little time off from work. Families and friends are getting together to exchange gifts, have some delicious food, and enjoy each other's company. But for me, when I was a kid, there was nothing more magical and mysterious than Santa Claus. The thought that a fat, jolly, red suit-wearing SOB was going to leave me a pile of gifts that I probably didn't deserve was freaking awesome. But sadly, as time goes on, we all learn the horrible fact that Santa Claus is not real. Oh, fuck. That's why you didn't want kids in here. Correct. Oh. Yes. All right. And as my wishes of Ninja Turtles gave way towards heavy metal CDs, my dreams of the perfect Christmas gifts from Santa Claus had all but faded. But I assure you that after learning about today's story, I am grateful that my love for St. Nick only faded away and didn't end how it does in this story. Today's tale <clears throat> takes us to Cisco, Texas, which was a successful boom town in the heart of Texas oil country. With roughly 15,000 residents, by 1927, things were looking up for this small city. But when towns start popping up like zits on Chris's ass, certain, <laughs> <laughs> certain levels of crime tend to seep into these areas, especially when they are flush with oil money. And one of the major issues to plague this neck of the woods was bank robberies. Oh, okay. oh. Oh, yeah. oh, all right. Wait, what year was this? 27. Okay. So In, in Texas? In Texas. Okay. One would think that Wild West bank robberies were at their peak during the days of Billy the Kid, but you would be wrong. It would be during the 1920s that bank robberies were at their worst, with banks being hit throughout the region almost daily. To combat this surge in robberies, banking associations would put out bounties on thieves killed during the commission of a robbery, and in some cases would do this to the tune of $5,000 a head. That is seventy-five grand in today's Holy money shit. for one dead robber. Yes, dead. So wait, during <clears throat> the robbery, if you so like if just if anybody you, kills him, yes. Uh, oh yeah. Wow. Yep. So, with no shortage of nutsacks looking to get rich quick, <laughs> one of the king nutsacks in Cisco, Texas, was Marshall Ratliff. By his early 20s, Marshall and his brother Lee had already been on the bad side of the law by running moonshine and a 1926 bank robbery, which they somehow managed to get pardoned from. You see, the governor of Texas at the time was a very sympathetic lady who would pardon a lot of people who should not have been walking the streets to begin with. With their newfound freedom, 
Marshall and Lee did the first thing that any quote-unquote reformed criminal might do. They plotted on robbing the First National Bank of Cisco, and they would choose to rob the bank days before Christmas as to get the largest possible payday. As the two planned their get-rich-quick heist, Lee's dumbass managed to get himself arrested again for a robbery. <laughs> I think, like, I think, wasn't it like the 20s, like people would just get arrested, they'd be in jail for a few yeah. days, they'd get out, they'd yep. get arrested again. Oh, constantly. this is around the same time as like Bonnie and Clyde, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. I'm, I'm done. Which left Marshall to round up a new team of crooks to pull off the heist. <clears throat> and with his connections from criminal networks and former prison buddies, a crack team of bandits was thrown together. Added to the team was Henry Helms, a career criminal with a long history of bootlegging, robberies, and drug dealing. Robert Hill, a young man with a rough start to life and a prison record to boot. And Louis Davis, who was Helms's brother-in-law, a loving family man with no criminal record, but was desperate for cash, so he joined up. Sounds like a good idea. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. So, with things coming together, the big heist was ready to go down. After procuring a small arsenal of weapons and a stolen car, the bandits were gathered together at an out-of-town house that Ratliff was renting when it hit him that there's one major snag. Marshall Ratliff was from Cisco, and everyone would recognize him instantly because of his reputation there. Now, having noticed his... Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> now, having noticed his landlady sewing a Santa Claus costume for her husband... A brilliant idea struck Ratliff, oh, fuck yeah. and oh. he kindly asked if he could borrow the suit to which his landlady obliged. Now, I'm guessing that most people who are going to do something dangerous and violent, like hold up a bank in broad daylight, would probably want to get well-rested and focus up on their task ahead. But not this ragtag group of bandits. <laughs> they would decide to leave super late in the evening and get shit-faced on moonshine for the entire 150-mile car ride to Cisco the night before. They would arrive at an accomplice's house at 3 a.m. and get little sleep before heading out later that morning to rob the First National Bank of Cisco. I think I know what movie you're thinking of. Oh, yeah. So shortly before noon on December 23, 1927, Marshall Ratliff and his merry band of crooks descended onto Cisco ready for action. Ratliff donned his homemade Santa suit and got dropped off down the street from the bank as to not draw attention to the car full of armed men in the alley next to the bank. But walking down a busy city street on December 23rd, dressed as Santa Claus, <laughs> will get you way more attention than you would want. And in no time flat, Haggard Santa now had a small army of children flocking toward him, <laughs> telling him their Christmas wishes. Oh, my God. Ratliff ignored the kids and kept walking towards the bank. Once inside the bank, he was still being trailed by children, and he was also being trailed by his fellow bandits, who quickly took up positions throughout the building. Ignoring any friendly hellos he was receiving, Santa approached the teller cage, pulled an Idaho potato sack from under his coat and a 45 revolver from his pocket. Then he made it clear that he wasn't there to spread holiday joy. Why the, was he there? The heist was on. That's right. <clears throat> the three other robbers pulled their pistols and made everyone reach for the sky while St. Nick collected cash from the teller. One small child and her mother, who had followed Santa in, 
made a break for it and were able to escape out a side door and run down the street, alerting the police and other passerbys. This was where things went very sideways for the gang. Ugh. As Chris Kringle and his hooligans collected cash and bonds, an army of police and vigilantes had surrounded the bank looking to collect on a payday of their own. No one is certain who fired the first shot, but once it happened, things went from sideways to completely fucking mental. Gunfire erupted. People began running and screaming. Bandits shot at cops. Vigilantes fired wildly into the bank. Panic, shock, and terror was cranked up to 11. Oh, it was a fucking disaster. That's awesome. Yes. Using a couple human shields. Okay, maybe that's not awesome. Yeah, but thinking of this as yeah, a movie. It's but, pretty wild. Yeah, so <clears throat> using a couple human shields, Santa and his bandits grabbed their loot and made it to the side door to their getaway car with two extra hostages in tow. They managed to somehow escape with their loot and two young girls as hostages. But to say it was a clean getaway was an overstatement. By the time the smoke had cleared, Santa was shot in the jaw. Davis had Jesus. taken several bullets to the neck, body, and arms. Hill was shot in his arm, and Helms was mostly unscathed. As for their car, the thing was completely shot to shit. Broken windows, flat tires, and the bumpers falling off. Not to mention, the brilliant outlaws during their drunken road trip forgot to top off the fuel tank, and the car was on fumes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, were those fuckers still alive? The guy who got shot in the neck? Hold okay. on. All right, all right, sorry. <clears throat> the devastation back at the bank was not much better. Over 200 rounds flew in and out of the building. Wow. The town's chief of police and another officer were fatally shot, and seven other residents were wounded in the crossfire. Realizing <clears throat> that their car was completely fucked, and with a convoy of reward-hungry vigilantes in hot pursuit, the gang realized they needed a new vehicle. They pulled their car over, and rocking his blood-stained Santa beard, Ratliff flagged down a family driving into town. The pistols came out, and the family promptly exited their vehicle. But the young boy who was driving the car pulled a fast one and swiped the ignition key while the outlaws were busy transferring their wounded friend, hostages, and loot into the second car. With a new whip loaded up and ready to roll, it was too late to realize that the now long-gone kid had taken the keys. In a panic, they got back into their fucked-up car and took off yet again, except this time they forgot a few things. Namely, their dying friend Lewis Davis and the fucking loot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> With the car barely working, multiple gunshot wounds between the three remaining bandits and two terrified young girls... Santa and his shitty elves decided to beach the car <laughs> into some thick scrub brush and take off on foot, leaving the two hostages behind. At the broke-down heap of a car, the two young girls were soon recovered by the vigilantes, and one was able to ID Ratliff as Santa Claus. She had recognized him from a previous real estate deal her parents had with his mother. Who would have thought that a bloody half-shot-off Santa beard wouldn't provide a good disguise? <laughs> Also, recovered at the almost stolen car by law enforcement, was all of the bank's money and a heavily wounded Lewis Davis, who would go on to die later that evening. 
With all the new info in hand, police would organize the largest manhunt in the history of Texas, with over a thousand people looking for the robbers. With a thousand people looking for them, the three crooks somehow managed to avoid the posse and slip away. They would go on to sleep in the rugged wilderness for the evening, and the next day would double back to Cisco to find a different car to steal. With this car having keys and a full tank of gas, they were able to regroup at their accomplice's house and then head out of town to get several hours distance between them and Cisco. That is until they hit a cattle guard and wrecked the newly stolen car. Oh my God. <laughs> yep. Having a totaled car, no loot, gunshot wounds, and little supplies, the bandits did what came naturally. They went to a local farmhouse and hijacked that family's car with its teenage driver. They would make the teen boy drive them around for the next 24 hours, avoiding major roads and other passing cars. Eventually, they would let the boy go and steal yet another car. Wow. Now, <clears throat> rolling in a Ford Model T that only had a single bench seat for three adult men. <laughs> Imagine seeing that. Is the one guy still he's probably not dressed as Santa anymore? I, that got it? ditched at this point. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, seems like a tremendous waste of time. Like they could have just gone camping, then shot Lewis themselves. Yeah, you're right. Good. <laughs> the, with the <clears throat> single seat for the three adult men, the robbers made it to South Bend, Texas, where they ran smack dab into a roadblock and tried to make a break for it. But a short car chase later, their newly stolen Model T was completely shot up, and the three men had to escape into the wilderness again. But this time around, they weren't going to be as lucky. Ratliff, Helms, and Hill all managed to get themselves peppered by shotgun blasts from famous Texas lawman Silas Cy Bradford. Ratliff was apprehended shortly after with three ammo belts, six handguns, a double-barrel shotgun, and a bowie knife on his person. Helms and Hill, freshly seasoned with lead, were somehow able to slip away for two more days before being arrested themselves. Finally, after all the shootouts, kidnappings, and car chases, the three remaining bank robbers were behind bars. Well, sort of. After their sentencing, all three men got at least 99 years in prison, with Ratliff and Helms receiving death sentences. Hill got the 99 years, but managed to break out of jail three different times. Fuck yeah, he did. <laughs> and he was caught, yep. Apparently that was very common. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. But he was caught every single time. Uh, Helms attempted to quote-unquote go crazy while on death row as to get the insanity plea, but the jury saw right through his bullshit and he would go on to be executed by electric chair. Ratliff, Santa, also attempted to quote-unquote go crazy, to which he did a better job. He became incoherent and lethargic to the point where guards had to feed and bathe him, convincing everyone he was in a vegetative state. That is until one night after getting transferred to Eastland County Jail, the guards watching Ratliff didn't bother to lock his cell and left. Well, because Santa wasn't crazy, he popped up from his bed, snuck out, procured a 38 revolver from a guard's desk, and threatened a jailer to let him free, to which the jailer refused and a fight ensued. During the tussle, the jailer was fatally shot before a second officer came in and subdued Ratliff with a pistol whip to the back of the head and tossed Chris Kringle's sorry ass back in a cell. Gets better, right? I, the, you gotta admire these guys. <clears throat> oh, the heart, like, yeah. Yeah, man, I would've <laughs> given up. I these know. guys are go-getters. Yeah. 
The following day, after hearing of Ratliff's escape attempt, the fatal shooting of a guard, and quite frankly being tired of the fact that this piece of shit was somehow still sucking air, a large mob of people descended upon the jail shouting, We want Santa Claus. And de- <laughs> yeah, and demanded Ratliff be lynched right then and there. The mob eventually stormed the jail and dragged Ratliff's naked body into the street. A rope was tied around his neck, thrown over a telephone pole, and he was lifted into the air. But the rope snapped. Oh my God! <laughs> and they had to get a new rope to try again. This time around, it worked without any hiccups. And as Marshall Ratliff, the man who dressed up as Santa Claus... Could to... you hiccup if you're hung? Probably not. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so, as Marshall Ratliff, the man who dressed up as Santa Claus to rob a bank days before Christmas and terrorize an entire region of Texas was strung up, he muttered the words, Forgive me, boys, which would be his last. Santa Claus had been lynched. The saga that was known as the Santa Claus bank robbery was finally over, with dozens if not hundreds of people's lives changed forever by the actions of a few greedy shitheels from West Texas. Robert Hill, the only surviving bandit, would go on to write to the victims of the robbery, apologizing for his actions and surprisingly befriending some of them. He was released in 1948 and granted a full pardon in 1964. Hill eventually changed his name and moved away living a true reformed life, life of decency. So next time your Christmas isn't perfect and you don't get that gift you want or your family members are being obnoxious, just be grateful that Santa Claus and his elves didn't rob you at gunpoint, steal your car, kidnap your child, and kill a bunch of people you care about. Merry fucking Christmas. Wow. How is that not a that movie? That was awesome. Right? How's that not? I've never heard of that. Me either. The, the, wow. only, the only thing that comes to mind was the movie Hell or High Water. Oh, the one with the... The uh, West, West Texas. Yeah, the guy from Street The bank robberies. Yeah, yeah. Yes. that was a good one. That's, but I'm guessing... Well, okay, I thought you were thinking of Bad Santa. Mm-mm. That was immediately mm. I thought you meant was Bad Santa. No, this was a very bad Santa. That's awesome. Yes. That is wild. Yeah. What's the book? The book is just called... Um, the Santa Claus the bank, bank robbery, robbery. from oh, yeah. 2E Snyder. And it's a very quick book. I, I suggest reading it. There's a lot of things I left out, like little nuances, little pieces here and there that make it even better. Like, But for the sake of time, I wanted to cut this down. There's pictures in it? There's pictures. There's newspaper clippings. There's a ton of research stuff. Uh, it's a quick read. I suggest it's only 160, 180 pages, but a lot of it was... Like I said, uh, source material. That's wild. I loved it. That's awesome. There was a case file podcast, episode 135, on this subject. Okay. So I suggest if you want a little more info on this topic, checking those out. But yes, isn't that fucking nuts? That is awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's horrible. Oh, yeah. It's a horrible horrible. thing. But yeah, and with thinking, putting it into perspective, like, damn, those people had a bad Christmas. Um, I remember reading that book on Bonnie and Clyde, and that was around the same time. Mm -hmm. It was, they just stole anything. And like a lot of these, it seems like a lot of these bank robberies ended not quite like that, but in like, they don't end up with money or they don't end up with much money or they're caught. Turns into a disaster of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. Learning about the, uh, 
you know, the uh, bounties that these banks would pay. Oh, and out of all that, no one made any money. The bank didn't pay anyone. No shit. Yeah, because there was no one person responsible for stopping those particular. The only person who got rewarded was the kid who took the keys out of the car. Yeah. As an act of like bravery, they gave him a gold pocket watch. No so, kidding. That's kind of neat. But yeah, there's a lot of cool, neat little side things that went on that were like you learned about. But. You have to show me some pictures. I'll show you some pictures of some almanacs. If anybody's interested in reading in any alm- more about, <laughs> well, I know that doesn't sound yeah. exciting. But if anybody else is interested in reading more about wassailing, the Battle for Christmas was really good. That, yeah, and that's what you said. That's- got about 10 pages on almanacs and i'm gonna regale you with all that i'm not gonna do it right now though because i don't think anybody <laughs> yeah the audience probably again. we'd be dropping I off it was pretty, pretty quick. interesting uh, well that's so it that's that, all that, christmas that concludes christmas episode uh yeah when you stop and think about any of your issues with christmas like you'd be glad it ain't illegal or you're getting fucking shot by santa actually i think that i guess in this case with mine I feel like it's kind of reverse where like it's kind of Christmas can kind of be a bummer now and it used to be super fucking cool. Well, you when you were younger? No, like I you meant like kid? hundreds of years ago. Oh, oh, oh like the yeah. whole Yule celebration Woo. awesome yeah. party time. Yeah. I don't know, we really tried hard to do that when we were like 19 and 20. Oh yeah. <laughs> I guess. In a shitty cabin in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking way too much. <laughs> Eating Eating a bunch of breaking into the neighbors. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's it. That's Christmas. That's yes. uh, holidays. We're gonna try and get another episode of Soft Served out to everybody on Christmas Day. Yeah, we'll so, yeah, try in about two weeks. We're gonna yeah. try and do it on Christmas Day. We'll give you the the best gift you'll get that day. Yep, maybe for free for free. Yes, for yeah. free. But uh, <laughs> yeah, until then, anything uh-huh. else, Corey? You have to. No, our social no, media just, stuff. Uh, you did that at the top. At, didn't yeah, you? if you want to, again, that? we uh, we have a an Instagram. It's TS Podcast Official, and feel free to leave a comment and a like and a, all that and share it with your friends. Uh, we would like to hear from you, anybody, from we anyone, hear from anyone. <laughs> I don't think if we've you're got listening a and you comment. like us, tell yes. us. If you don't tell like us, us yeah. don't tell us because we just can't handle that. And if you're from Singapore, if you could tell us, if you could tell us where <laughs> that is, friend we'd, from be, Singapore. we'd be real thrilled. It's on a map. Just you can look it yeah, up. Yeah, I know. You, you don't. But you don't need the one person from Singapore to explain to you where Singapore I is. I feel like that guy should tell me where Singapore <laughs> is. And I know we made a we we made a plea last time for people to maybe give us a sign outro, off, yeah, an so outro that we don't idea. just go on and on about this poor guy. I know, I'm kind of liking these outros that just ramble into shit. Just turn this off. Uh, just yeah, let me see. But yeah, yeah, that's that's close. If you're from Singapore and you want to tell us how to sign off, please do. Or from or Ooh, from Germany. I forgot to tell you the last time I checked the analytics, we got some people up in Canada listening finally. Poor bastards. Well, that's like an hour and a half away. I mean, that isn't that bad. No kidding. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. But yeah. hopefully they still. Let's end this before they decide never to listen again. Oh, I think they love our rambles. Merry Christmas, everybody! Merry Christmas, happy, happy holidays. holidays, all that other good happy stuff. Hanukkah, just Kwanzaa, be Festivus. Good to each yeah. other, and everybody just try and be yeah. cheery this year. And yes, quit, quit whining, fucking complaining. And just, enjoy let's just each enjoy your company. family. Enjoy, yes. Yep. Enjoy what you do have in this world. That's so. right. All right. Let's. And on that note, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.